Let's take a couple steps back and actually uh, share with with those who are listening what you're preparing for today. Right. So today we're having a silent protest against police brutality at the Binghamton University soccer team's game against Bucknell University. Uh, and so what we plan to do is to meet at a central location on campus and then walk down uh, in silence to the soccer game, uh, sit, take a seat all together in unity, and then not stand for the national anthem just because we don't believe that America has been reflecting, I guess, what is what is saying about in the national anthem in relation to black lives, in relation to what happens here with police brutality. And so it's a way for us to voice our concerns without actually using our voices, without actually screaming and protesting and those sorts of resistance that we've already tried. This is a new form of resistance, uh, and I'm excited about it. What's been your process of planning for this event? Yes. So uh, the other, it was Sunday night, and we're all chilling around just talking about, you know, and this is a conversation that I think has had almost constantly just because you can't ignore it. We're talking about the- Who is we? Uh, me and the group of my friends. So okay. some of the people who work in my office, my chief of staff, my director of communications, we're talking about what's going on in our country is, you know, relating to police brutality. And we were kind of feeling a little bit, I guess, uneasy, or I for sure was, because this weekend we had homecoming. So Friday I was all getting ready for homecoming. I'm excited to go out and have fun all weekend. But in the back of my head, I'm thinking about the fact that I just left class and I found out about another black life lost at the hands of police an innocent woman and so I was like man I'm about to have fun but this you know I I don't feel like I'm responding to this and I do I I should be responding to this so you kind of battle back and forth with you know like I do want to say something but I can't say something every time because then I would always be saying something and so after having that internal dialogue on Friday and then talking about it with my friends on Sunday we decided that we needed to do something I reached out to a few friends at other universities and there was a Temple University video that I saw where the black uh, student union there went to a football game and you know sat in silence and so I said we should bring that here to Binghamton University and do the same so, thing. So Temple Connection. Temple Connection. Philadelphia Connect. And, yes, Philadelphia Connect. And I, I really it. appreciate it. You know, and I think that that's how these sorts of movements work. That's why I love social media because I saw that video on Facebook. One of my friends goes to Temple. And so I saw that video and I was like, this is dope. We need to do this at our school. And so today we're having that here. And I think that we actually may be able to do it on a larger scale because rather than only having one of the student organizations go, I've opened it up to the entire campus and outside community. So hopefully people will come and... So far, I've gotten good numbers on Facebook and, you know, a lot of posts on Instagram, so we'll see. What are the, the objectives? Because, you know, me and my background is is in business, but also in, like, you know, design creativity. So I, I think mm-hmm. a lot about strategy. I think a lot about what are the key objectives, what are the outcomes mm-hmm. that we want to see in and. You know, what have been your internal dialogues among your organization? And how are you thinking personally uh, about what are your goals and objectives for this uh, event today? Well, for one, we want to spread awareness of police brutality and spread awareness to folks on our campus know that people here care about it, too. People here are affected by it, too. Mm-hmm. I think that if you are looking on the news, you're looking at CNN and you see folks way down in Charlotte, North Carolina, protesting for days you might and you don't see anyone in your immediate area doing anything that you might think oh that's a charlotte problem that's a problem that's elsewhere and that's not the case at all this is a problem that is a national issue for people of color no matter where they are in this country and so we want to bring that same sort of energy here bring that sort of resistance here to let students on campus know and whomever else is watching know that we are affected and we do care and we are going to come together to i guess protest 
what's going on. So Colin Kaepernick is the one who, you know, kind of yes. started this whole, got this ball rolling. Uh, but they're also... Rolling again. Again, yeah, yeah, yeah again, 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 yeah. But for athletes like Steph Curry and LeBron James, who actually have said that they they will be standing for the national yeah. anthem, what's your perspective on that? I respect that. I respect the fact that they want to do that, and I think that that's fine. But, I, you know, I think that there's several different forms of resistance. I think that people can access different forms of resistance. What I like for them to kind of take a stance in solidarity with me and the others who have decided to, you know, sit that out, sit the national anthem out, yes. Do I understand that there are probably conversations had behind closed doors, you know, regarding contracts, regarding sponsorships that may be preventing them from doing this? Yeah. And so in that in that sort of, you know, train of thinking or line of thinking, I understand. Mm -hmm. Even when it comes to athletes at the university level, I mean, I would I ran track in high school. So I understand that, you know, if my coach told me not to do something or to do something, I would do it because that's just how the chain of command flows. And so in understanding that, I understand why an athlete wouldn't. Do I think that there comes a time where you have to take a stance? Yes. And I hope that athletes will take a stance before, you know, I, I hope that they can do it sooner than later, right? I hope that it doesn't take so many more deaths for them to decide, okay, I have to say something now. By the way, I thought, you know, what you said, and I don't think I've ever thought about it this way, because I was thinking my initial thought was awareness is has never been higher. Mm-hmm. But based off of your comment, it sounds like almost every university, every community needs to be showing some form of voicing some of their concerns in some way. Of course. Because it's actually not about the meta awareness. It's actually about the, the community level of local awareness. Mm-hmm. Because these killings are happening at a very local level. Mm-hmm. Right. They're not happening at a, you know, th- these are not like mass attacks. Um, They could be, you know, they could grow into that, um, God forbid. But I think at the local level, by making a statement on some level, it actually may be preventative uh, in the sense of making sure that this is a topic that's on the radar, that local politicians and leaders are thinking and talking about it. Um, And I think that's, for me, we were talking about this, Amy, about, you know, what are the policies or things that could change? And I think, to be honest, what what you guys are doing here is a part of the, it's almost like when you talk about healthcare, mm-hmm. it's like, let's treat the problem, and then there's a wellness, there's a preventative medicine. Yeah. And I feel like what you're doing here is a lot of like, it's 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 a response, but it's also preventative medicine, because the more people are thinking and talking about it before, you know, before something could happen here mm-hmm. is, you know, could save a life. Yeah. And I mean, within our, uh, Within the multicultural community, these sorts of conversations are had all the time at general body meetings, but it comes to a certain point where you're preaching to the choir, right? Right. We're all in this room agreeing that police violence is wrong, and we're all in this room agreeing that the criminal justice system is is sick, and it's ailing, and it's hurting our community. But it's important, like you said, to just make sure we're able to bring that out on on a very micro level into our communities into our university spaces and let the other students who might not be paying attention to those issues know what they are. Now, you've been in this position since when? So I was elected last year in March. I took office in May, technically, so throughout the summer, and then we started school a month ago almost to the day. So it's really pretty much been a month since I've been in the actual office and doing that sort of work, but over the summer, I did a lot of planning and stuff like that for events. Got it. And so you have the protest coming up um, tonight. The last time we spoke, you had just had an extravaganza. Yes, uh, yes. So what 
tell us all the things that you've been able to accomplish in just this one month. Right. So uh, we had the Multicultural Extravaganza, our first annual Multicultural Extravaganza at the Anderson Center, which is our biggest performing center here at Binghamton. And that was just a way for us as a multicultural community to welcome the new multicultural students in with open arms. We wanted to let them know that, you know, we do have a thriving multicultural community here, and this is a huge school. So you might not see it if you just came, but we are here, and we want you to know we're here, and we want, you know, to celebrate you. Yeah. Uh, for the returning students, it was all about celebrating ourselves and celebrating the diversity we bring to campus and the different cool things we do. Uh, and then we also had a guest speaker, MK Asante, mm-hmm. who came and you know, gave us a great a great talk. Also signed a bunch of books and had conversations with students. And so it was kind of like a celebration of ourselves to start off the new year. We want to start off the year united. And we're all able to get under one room, you know, one roof, the first Friday back to school and kind of get to know each other and vibe out, which is cool. And what was the what was the message in the speech? It was generally about how to navigate a tough environment being a a person of color in a college setting Mm -hmm. or a person of color really anywhere. I mean, his story is is just amazing. And Mm -hmm. so he was able to share that story with us share with us how he was able to overcome adversity and kind of let us know that, like, as long as you are grinding out, as long as you are really working hard and and dedicated, mm-hmm. things will be all right, mm-hmm. which I appreciate it. Yeah, that's a message we all need to hear of course, <laughs> at yeah. any point in time in life. Thanks for listening to Campfire Radio.